0: pregnancy and parenting podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. And if you like when we have amazing guests on the podcast and you're gonna love this episode, my first guest is an event planner and a welder. That's right, I said welder, and she's currently in the final stages of cobbling together her most complex project yet. A human baby. Now, already in her due window between 37 and 42 weeks pregnant, she's been taking a closer look at her exit strategies, and her plans for birth have taken some wild turns during the final stretch. Elena Meyer, welcome to the podcast. Hello. You're so interesting and fascinating and unique, so I want to go to the beginning, because we have a lot to cover. Where are you from?
1: I'm from Oceanside.
0: Which is kind of, it's a California location.
1: It's northern San Diego.
0: Northern San Diego. Yes. I can't even say what you're pointing to as you say that. But now I understand why you're pointing there. Yes.
1: Yeah. So and it's
0: uh, it's where? It's near the it's ocean side. It's, it's like it's on near the side of the ocean. The side of the yes. ocean. That one's appropriately yeah. named. What was it like growing up over there?
1: It was lovely. I love the beach, kind of.
0: Is it like small or it's town? small
1: town and it's like small beach town. People surf, people skate.
0: Are you I part watched. of those people? You're not no. a surfer skater?
1: I watched. Oh, really? It worked out.
0: Don't no. like the ocean? Don't like no. the nothing? Cold? The no. tight suit?
1: No. Doesn't work out for me. I, I rode horses with my mom.
0: Oh, you rode horses? Yeah. Do you still ride? Yes. Pregnant? No. Okay. It was I've been good about that. No, people do. People ride pregnant.
1: No. I haven't ridden in a while, but my fiance and I have a horse at our house in Tennessee. So.
0: That's a long ways from here.
1: It is. Hmm. It's lovely.
0: How did you get into event planning and welding? They don't. It's sort of like I lived in a small town. Well, I lived in Georgia for a little while, and I always noted they had a, a couple of places that you would go, and it's like tax preparation and pet grooming. It's like things that Perfect. didn't seem to go together. And I'm like, how did you that? That's end my up whole
1: here? career. There's right. A bunch of stuff that doesn't go together. Right. Yeah.
0: So how did you get into those different kind of? Well,
1: when I moved to LA, I was living in a warehouse downtown. And everybody that lived there made awesome stuff. And so I learned how to weld from people that lived in the warehouse. Also, there's other artists and collaborative people. So I learned about building stuff there. And then that took me to building stages at event festivals and stuff like that. Oh, so they are kind of connected.
0: They are. And
1: then that's where I met event producers and stuff like that. Ah. And then I started doing production and then And reproduction, welding. yes. Yeah.
0: So what kind of things do you weld?
1: Art cars, which is... What does that mean? An art car, it's like, hmm, it's a mutant vehicle. Okay. So it's like a tailored down, like, the little suitcase cars at the airport. And we weld a bunch of metal onto it and make it cool things that people take to festivals and...
0: Functional? Like, they can You be, can drive
1: it, yeah. You could drive it? Yes. I've made magic carpets with one of our friends, Tomas Verde.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. It I was pretty t- awesome. Were you a tinkerer as a kid?
1: I think, no, I was pretty heavy into just horses.
0: Just horses.
1: Just horses. I would tinker with my dad's stuff and break it, and he didn't love that. <laughs> so. <laughs>
0: so you've upgraded now to yes. more, more horsepower. Do they go fast?
1: They do. Yeah. They can go like 30 miles. What more. happens to
0: them after the event?
1: People store them. People try to rent them out. Everybody tries to sell them. It never works. They're kind of a...
0: There's no one working for it? No.
1: It depends on what it is. Artcars.com? That should be a thing. Shark Tank.
0: Shark Tank. (laughs) (laughs) Hoo-ha-ha. And uh, so that's what you've been doing. and Now you're having a kid. Yep. We just fast forward quickly into that. Yeah. Without much of a transition.
1: No, not needed. I'll leave the transition for later. Perfect.
0: See what I did there? So you're um, Prego, and you know the average age for having a baby in the United States was your age.
1: 22? In
0: 1970. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) But things have changed in the past 50 years, but you're still 22 and having your first kid.
1: Yeah, and I'm very excited.
0: Are your friends that are your age also having babies?
1: I don't have friends that are my age.
0: Oh, I thought so. you would be like me. Like, I don't have friends. <laughs> but <you're laughs> no,
1: but you're my friend. I know.
0: I have one friend. It's yeah. you're more like and tw- twins. weird twins. So,
1: yeah.
0: Um. So your friends are older or younger for the older. most part? Okay. So um, are they having babies?
1: My sister's having a baby, oh. which is so exciting. Uh, yes. And she's a month behind me. Oh, wow. It's pretty exciting because I beat her, which is awesome. <laughs> I never beat her at anything in life oh, except for this my, one thing.
0: My girl's doing that
1: um my sister my best friend is pregnant also
0: oh so you do have pregnancy
1: and then that's it but it's like all happened randomly but it's like two people Oh, you didn't
0: all just get on the phone and be like now go
1: (laughs) no i mean it was just such a surprise (laughs) for my friend because and my sister too i knew my sister was trying and then when she told me she was pregnant i was just like shocked and so stoked that i got to experience that with her together yeah, because when we have hemorrhoids, we call each other and we're like, "What's happening to our butthole? This is terrible."
0: It's a pain in the butt. Nobody, yeah, um, totally. You know, it's the greatest thing about having hemorrhoids. What? You're not a perfect a hole. <laughs> See what this I did is there? True.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's hemorrhoid humor. Um, <laughs> so, were you planning to have a baby now at this time? Was you just like want a big family? Think?
1: Um. Well, I love the idea of having kids and family young, and I always liked that plan. And it seemed like something that I wanted to do because I wanted to be able to be young, and live my life with a child mm-hmm. and experience growth and all of that stuff at the same time, while parenting and having an amazing little nugget with me. And I've just forgot what you said because I have pregnancy brain. Yeah, that I have it the too. Question? No,
0: I'm saying <laughs> so. Was this the plan? I mean, this was your plan. It sounds like from the time you were, like thinking about kids, whenever that started. Your vision was that you would still be on the younger side.
1: Yes, definitely. And start out. Do you want I didn't want to. Wanna, I don't want a big family. Mm. I have a big family already. Oh. Um. I
0: come from a really big family. There's only a couple of us. We're just really big. Cool. Yeah.
1: So like in size. Yeah. We're girthy. Cool. Yeah. We have people.
0: But you don't want a big family.
1: I don't want a huge. I just don't. I would think yes, but then now after being pregnant and saying no. I don't want to have a bunch of kids anywhere. I'm but like, do you think that, that will change?
0: it? So, I mean, it could change. I mean, you're going through it now. Yeah. So it's,
1: Have you ever been pregnant? No. It's not awesome. I don't
0: think so. I mean, I don't test.
1: It's not my favorite thing. You don't love it. I can't wait for the outcome. It's going to be so worth it.
0: But you but hide it well. I've been spending a lot of time with you.
1: This is true. You're always
0: so cheerful and happy and peppy.
1: That's because I'm two weeks away. Oh, you're just excited because
0: you can see the the finish line, see the and flag,
1: the light at the end of the tunnel. I'm having dreams where I'm meeting him, and it's like the best thing in the world. It so now of is it's light it. at
0: the end of the tunnel for the baby. Literally, yeah. That's yeah. well, good. Yeah. Good use of the term. <laughs> How did you find out you were Prego?
1: I was having a hormone reaction. I've and had that. Screaming at my partner, and I was like, "This doesn't actually feel." Warranted oh. in any reason and I was like we should just stop by CVS get a pregnancy test oh, wow.
0: and then you we kind did kind of knew
1: Because I was like in you know every relationship you fight a little bit here and there But <laughs> I was just like okay this is so unwarranted and this is so not normal like I felt out of myself Because it was this like tsunami of like rage
0: I don't want to get in trouble with every single listener that we have, but do you not sometimes other have hormone changes that create that kind of conflict what? feeling? No. What? No. Okay. Cool. You, you, you don't feel that on your periods? No. I'm in trouble. No. I just lost half our listeners. Not at all. Yeah. No.
1: You can get upset, but not like...
0: Because I do on my male cycle. I think we have yeah. one. I think there's a male menstrual cycle.
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get kind of mean to be around. Yeah. My cycle is 28 days, and then for two days, I'm good.
1: That sounds right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Our cycles are just opposite. Exactly. We are four days, you guys are <laughs> all the rest of the days. I think
0: that might be, we might be onto something. Yeah. Our book. I
1: think we figured
0: that out. So you knew something was off like that. Yeah. <sighs> it was not you.
1: Yeah. It was like there was a little demon.
0: So you stopped That's at the drugstore, really. got a thing, and then just. I
1: ran into the bathroom.
0: Right there? Yeah. I wonder how many people, by <laughs> I the way, did. how many people do you think found out they were pregnant in the bathroom over CBS? Most. Yeah.
1: Because you can't wait till you get home. If you can wait to, I just. If you don't can't wait till them. you get
0: home, you're probably not pregnant.
1: Yeah. You're like, yeah, it's fine. Just thinking. To that. me, I was just like, I bought like 20 tests, and I went to the bathroom, and I peed on two, and I was like,
0: oh. Everyone does two. Does it? Two, was it? Yeah. Well, then you I went back to the one. hotel
1: with Johnny, and he peed on some, <laughs> and I peed on some because he didn't believe it. He was like, you
0: were just testing. He Does was this like, look like that looks? Do we were all...
1: like stoked and happy and all. He was like, "But we need to like wait till we get back to the hotel. Like, I'm gonna pee on some too and like make sure." I was like, "Okay, cool." So yeah. we had a really lovely moment of us peeing on pregnancy tests together. It's so Bondy. It was very bonding. It was like
0: welding you together as a unit. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? Exactly. So you said pregnancy hasn't been awesome for you. No. I, I normally would say, "How did you tell Johnny that?" You know, or your, you <laughs> I know. came
1: out of the bathroom. and yeah. he, he was like. Did someone yell at you in CVS? Like, what happened? And I was like, no, I think I'm pregnant. And he mm. was like, oh,
0: okay, mm. cool. There's that Great. moment. Yeah. Very special. Yeah. Uh, Pregnancy so, is mean, not the funnest for you, you said.
1: It's such a weird experience. It's like, in the beginning for me, it was like very, very intense hormones. I was like kind of sad and stressed out. And it wasn't about like. I wasn't sad about being pregnant. It was just this, like, hormone wave again, Mm -hmm. and I didn't feel good. My body didn't feel good, and then—
0: But in, like, the nausea that people talk about, the fatigue? A little
1: bit of nausea, like, the most intense fatigue Mm -hmm. ever. I had more fatigue in the beginning than I do now. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm, like, out doing stuff Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't
0: even, like—you don't seem like it's slowing you down, but I guess you said light at the end of tunnel. Yes. I didn't know you at the beginning when the light was very far towards the end of the It was so
1: far. It yeah. was like a needle point. I like,
0: you couldn't Whoa. even see. Is there yeah. light?
1: Yeah. Couldn't tell.
0: But were you throwy-uppy?
1: A little bit. Not too much. But it was like, I had nausea, but I wasn't throwing up all the time. Mm. Thank God. I hate throwing up.
0: Oh. Are you a control person?
1: No, it hurts. Oh, that's <laughs> uh, <there's> that It <laughs> just too. doesn't feel good. Oh. So
0: I feel like sometimes control people don't like to throw up because you don't have control. Once you get past a f- certain point, you just no can't control not, it. Just doesn't it. Doesn't I'm reflecting. Feel good. It's just me. You're just a control yeah, freak. I don't like throwing up at all. <laughs> but I do remember my wife used to say because she got kind of nauseous and throwy up at the beginning of pregnancy, she would like start to f- plan things to eat things that she thought would taste better on the way up
1: <laughs> yeah. versus other things. Yes. Know? I've heard of people doing that. Shark Tank. Yeah, great (laughs) idea.
0: Products that taste great on the way back.
1: Yeah, (laughs) really Uh, easy to throw up foods.
0: How about the last trimester?
1: It's been way better. This last trimester, in the beginning, we didn't start doing the nurseries and stuff early. And we've kind of like saved all the fun stuff, I feel like, till the end. So now it's like buying freaking baby socks, like. How can you not be so thrilled mm. looking at baby socks? It's true. They're adorable. I think
0: even if you're not having a baby, you yeah. just get them, hang them on the wall. Absolutely. So I have a question. How about the body changes for you?
1: That's been weird. Well, and also, it's always weird, I think. Weird and also uncomfortable, I think, because it's like, and not uncomfortable just physically. It's just like. It's so weird to, like, not really recognize what you're looking like in the mirror. You're like, hold on. Because I look kind of normal from the front. And then I go to the side, and I'm like,
0: wow. Wow. Yeah.
1: There's a whopping belly to the side.
0: Also, I didn't know you before pregnancy. You don't look notably pregnant. I've gained,
1: like, 15 pounds in my face. Really? But other than that, Your face is fine. usually
0: 15 pounds lighter than that? Yeah.
1: Mm. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice when it's not chubby.
0: Yeah. It's funny when I lose weight sometimes. I lost one time 110 pounds. And when I was like 85 pounds into it, a guy gave me first a compliment. He goes, Wow, you look great. And then he said, It looks like you lost all this weight in your face. I'm like, I did not lose 85 pounds in my face. But maybe (laughs) it was 50. Big face, but it wasn't (laughs) that big. Uh, All right. So now that you're getting towards the end, you know, it's time we talked about an exit strategy. What was your original plan? What were you thinking, OG, for how to get the kid out?
1: Um, My original plan was to go to Cedars, do an epidural, no pain.
0: Just... For people who need not know Cedars is a local hospital here in Los Angeles, labor and delivery. So you're going to go for a hospital birth with an obstetrician. Yes. Max drugs. Normal,
1: normal, all the drugs, detached, everything.
0: Uh, What do you mean detached, everything? I feel like. Oh, you mean remove yourself from the experience?
1: Yeah, I feel like doing it that way, for me anyways, was more detached from like connecting to the experience of it all.
0: And you did not want to connect to the experience?
1: No, and that's what's been the biggest change in this pregnancy is that in the beginning, you know, there are certain things that I wanted, that I wanted to have night nurse, and I wanted to have epidural, and I want to, like, not feel the pain of things, and I want it to be plug-and-play and, like, handled and have help doing all these things, when now it's like... I want to feel the pain of labor. I want to experience it naturally. I want to be there for my child in every single way. I don't want a night nurse. I want to be tired and cranky, but be the one that's with him all the time. And so that's changed throughout the beginning of the pregnancy to now. For me, that's kind of been the biggest shift, is so it?
0: Now that you're getting very close, you're thinking maybe not so drug heavy. Maybe, maybe what other changes are, are you making?
1: Yeah, I've wanted to do a home birth now. After I met with my doula and we talked about it and she kind of explained, like, you know, you can do a home birth. And I was like, what? I'm blown. I didn't even think that was an option. I
0: feel like that's a big shift in gears. We should take a little break. Yes. And then come right back and find out more about what you're planning. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. (laughs) Hey, everyone. It's Dr. Berlin. And I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart. Literally. Omega-3 Perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We are talking to Elena Meyer, who, in case you're wondering, is still pregnant for the moment. Also joining us is another amazing guest. She's a Los Angeles-based midwife with about 20 years and thousands of families of pregnancy and birth experience. She hosts the popular Under the Hood podcast, where she and co-host Patty Quintero explore some of the mysteries surrounding the female body, perspectives on modern feminism, orgasm, the perinatal cycles, and so much more. She is a mother and a superhero, although the That's kind of redundant. And true, as of what feels like ten minutes ago, she's Elena's midwife. So, uh, Alexandra Evangeliti, welcome back to the podcast.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Of course, you're an old staple. You've been here before.
2: That makes me sound crunchy. I think
0: (laughs) you're a young
2: staple. Scotch
0: tape. Going the other way. All right. So Elena, so you just towards the very end.
1: Towards the very end. Like cutting it real close. It's
0: a big shift all the way from one side of the pendulum to the other side of the pendulum, like late in the game. What sparked that?
1: Well, Patty Kintera, who you do the podcast with, she's my doula. We call her podcast Patty right here. (laughs) Found from my best friend Nicole, who brought her to me and We were meeting very close to the end of things to, like, have our first meeting and talk about stuff. And then we were talking about what my fears are, like, around the birthing experience as a whole. And what came up to be the biggest for me really was the hospital and just the whole vibe that happens at the hospital and... She informed me about a lot of the stuff that you can do at home births instead that kind of, like, brings the stress down so it's not so intensive, like, needing drugs and stuff. And also went over the pain and how you can breathe through it and there's, like, ways to deal with these things. And for me, it was, like, primally thinking. It's, like, that's how it's been done forever, and I want to have that experience and Patty kind of made that a reality of, like, this can happen. And then that's how I found Angel Alex. Angel Alex? Yes. Podcast
0: Patty and Angel Alex? So yeah. is there in your history anything specific that was a bad hospital experience? Or you just started, as we're getting closer, picturing what it would be yeah. like in labor, and you're like, eh.
1: Yeah, and I've never been a fan of being in hospitals I've never enjoyed any time in hospitals. The but smell of it. Have you
0: had like personal experience in hospitals where you were hospitalized? No. Just visiting other people.
1: Visiting, being there, going to doctor's appointments, anything oh. hospital-related. Period. I was like not a fan of. Yeah. In as a whole.
0: I think there are different levels of not a fan of. Some people just like hate it and fear it. And
1: I think it was more of a phobia, and I've kind of worked to make it not so much of a phobia.
0: Just a dislike.
1: Just like, I don't love you, hospital. Yeah. Home, I love you. Well, so it was that, like, I would rather birth were... in you <laughs> than in you.
0: <laughs> I love that. Okay. So, did you not know that home birth was an option or a possibility? No, or did I you did. Think that you were not the kind of person who does home birth?
1: I didn't think that I was the person that did home birth. One of my friends, Jenna, who I worked for forever, and also she's worked with Patty a little bit for her births, she did home birth. And so I, like, knew it was a thing, but I didn't think that I would be, like, a candidate for it. And then Patty was like, no, but you are a candidate for it, and you can do that.
0: I mean, you're not even the kind of person who does the pregnancy test at home. No. I mean. <laughs> but it's weird to give birth at the bathroom in CVS.
1: That might not— Although they do yeah, have a lot could of supplies there. be frowned there. upon. Yeah, they have almost everything you need, I guess. Great snacks, you know, yeah.
0: which the hospital doesn't really—
1: Plenty of makeup,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that and then so you met Alex yes. Angel Alex Angel that was the Alex. first meeting with Angel did you go in thinking I need to learn more about home birth and talk to a midwife no. and know, you just I felt already.
1: like I'm doing that now okay. <laughs> instead and Patty was like this is Alex you'll love her and I met Alex and kidnapped Alex for six hours
0: that what? was my
1: Saturday Yeah.
0: oh you spent like, like a whole six hour day together oh yeah
2: we, we went deep Yeah, we dropped in. your
0: initial prenatal visit, that wasn't even that. (laughs) (laughs) It was just just a a consultation.
2: (laughs) We were just meeting, and I didn't leave. And then they cooked for me, and it was like, oh, this is this is happening. Is this happening? And you're like, yeah, this is happening. I'm like, oh, what time should I come over? (laughs) Oh, it's good. (laughs) It was Mm. delicious.
0: It's really good. So in six hours, I mean, that's usually that meeting is a consult. How long does that look? Let's say your average OB, like when you meet for the first time to see if this is going to be a good match. Thirty-five minutes. Wow, you got a generous. (laughs) OB, because most people don't say seven. that. Yeah, you know, it's like minutes. 7, 10.
1: Seven minutes in heaven with your OB? Seven minutes. Cool.
0: But now you have angel eggs, so you know, you got to have it all to yourself for yeah, hours and hours. six hours. <laughs> exactly. Um, what kind of things do you guys talk about in that meeting? Oh, my god. we gosh. allowed to say?
2: Everything. You know, we talked about what she wanted, what her fears were, what I do at births and what I don't do. Uh, I think we really kind of got to know each other, Mm -hmm. like, very intimately. Food Food was important. Yes. We had a lot of conversations about that. Not, like, what we were eating in that moment, but really why it was important. We realized we had a lot of shared values around food, and Mm -hmm. um, it it felt like a a real exchange of information. And it wasn't just me giving information. I was also getting information. It felt like, you know, we had some, some stories to swap, and intimacy awesome. oh, to share
0: like a nice bonding
2: experience that was deep.
0: yeah which is cool because it's towards the end of the pregnancy so you know it's not like you have the whole pregnancy to form that bond that sometimes people have a lot more time but yeah. it sounds like you made up for lost time like out of the gate mm-hmm. yeah we handled
1: that in one day <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: are there things that you look for in an initial meeting like you're a good candidate for home birth or you're not a good candidate for home birth
2: There's, like, an initial screen process where it's, is this person, as Stu Fishmine likes to say, do they have the right mental stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like, are they mentally Different
0: from everything physical. Because there's certain physical things that make you not a great candidate for home birth or even not able to do home birth.
2: Yeah, and and really, like, somebody who has a tremendous amount of fear is not really a good home birth candidate. Fear
0: in general or fear about? Everything. Yeah.
2: Fear in general, fear of the pain, fear of the hospital even isn't always a great thing. And we had a lot of conversation about that, you know.
0: Well, you know, this sounds different because I do feel like I've ended up at the birth where somebody was 100 percent sure they did not want to have a baby at a hospital, but also 99 percent sure they didn't want to have the baby outside the hospital. And then you end up at this out of hospital birth where it's driven by intense amounts of fear On both fronts, like they were afraid to keep going at home, but they're terrified to go to the hospital. It's not a good experience either. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: And honestly, like with the conversation we had, I was like, look, go back to the hospital and do that tour over and find all the things about that place. that's amazing right? Hmm. Like, what do you, you like the paint? Great. Oh, there's a beautiful view out the window. Find it all so that you can neutralize the fear.
0: There's yeah. probably something that you didn't see that I could tell you that's amazing about the hospital. I've talked about Which it on is. the podcast before. They have this incredible cocktail of juice that's apple juice, orange juice, and cranberry juice together in a big icy cup. Delicious. So good. <laughs> I mean, I'm always like, if my schedule's full and people are saying, hey, can you come to my birth? And I'll be like, where are you having the baby? And they, they say there. I'm like, all right. Sure, it's been a I'll get since my I had the juice. Yeah. yeah. So, just in case you didn't know, there's that.
1: Amazing, good to, to, add know. to
0: the checklist. But you can have amazing juice at home. That totally yeah. beats that juice. Well, I'm but okay for you, with
1: both now. Thank you. Which is for amazing, that but suggestion. for you, it was
0: sort of like I want to have my baby in you my house Mm -hmm. versus you know it sounds like like a mixture of both but it wasn't like i'm terrified to have my baby in you hospital so i'm gonna do this because that's my only other choice and
1: i think also like spending my whole pregnancy thinking i'm gonna do it in a hospital like when i went to the hospital it was a scarier reality because it was a picture that i didn't like since i had talked with patty and the option of a home birth was in my head now i was like Because at first, if it's just the hospital, you're like, this is what it is. But then I added the home birth situation, so it was like, okay, now I'm comparing home birth to hospital, and home birth has everything I want. And that's why I think that that made the hospital more scary for me. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, when I went back, it was easier to neutralize it.
0: But you're also talking about midwific care versus obstetric care, which is... Also different, like in Los Angeles, you can kind of have midwific care at the hospital and obstetric care at home. It's one of those weird cities where those are available. But you switch both. You switch from an OB at a hospital to a midwife at home. First of all, how did your OB take it when you were like, hey, um, I'm thinking about doing home birth?
1: She was very understanding about it. You have a cool
0: OB. Yeah, she's awesome. I like her, yeah.
1: She, her sister's a midwife. Mm -hmm. And so when I told her, I was like, I wanna have home birth, she was like, lots of people want that and that's just better for some people some people do most of their entire labor at home and just come in at the last second mm-hmm. like so she was more open to it which was yeah. nice to not get like shunned sure. by the doctor that I've been with my whole pregnancy yeah so that's yeah. great
0: and I mean I could tell you that you love the midwific model of care it's just very different yeah even from a great OB like the one you have mm-hmm. it's um or at least I think she's a great OB um, you guys talked about fears Do you have fears about birthing at home at all?
1: I think that I have similar fears almost of just birthing in the hospital. It's like I'm still scared of the pain. I'm still scared of ripping and tearing and all that stuff. But the fears don't amount to how excited I am Mm -hmm. about the experience and about the outcome. So it's like the fears would kind of be the same except for I'm way more scared of needles. And now I don't have to do that since I'm not going to the hospital. So that's great.
0: But well, that's good. Yeah. Are there things at home? You know, at the hospital, there's many the options on how to ma- shut off the pain, so to speak. But what do you do at home like when? Because if one of the fears is pain, how do you manage that at home where you don't have the same kind of pharmaceutical options?
2: Well, the first thing about being at home is that it's your environment. So you're not yeah. already on a defensive pros, right? Where you can just be like, okay, this is my space. And naturally, you're going to relax in your own space. Mm -hmm. You have your bed, your pillows, your smells, your toilet. Yeah, I love my toilet. So these are all really important (laughs) things, right? But if you're in a a foreign environment, even if you're in somebody else's house, it's hard to sleep. It's hard to poop. It's, you know, so in a hospital setting where you're having machines that are beeping and Funky smells and strangers, you know, you really have no control.
0: And funky outfits, too.
2: Funky outfits. Yeah. I'm funky light into their fashion. Funky lights.
0: No, their their fashion needs an overhaul.
2: So, you know, in a home birth setting, we have this ability to kind of settle into and experience our cortex, frontal cortex can relax, we can slip into that limbic part of our brain, which is that mammalian part of our brain. And when you're with people who have your back and who are looking mm-hmm. at you. That's me.
0: I have your <laughs> back. Yeah. Sorry, back to you.
2: <laughs> um, You feel held. Yeah. You feel like, you know. You can
1: trust fall into the yeah. experience, a- which is kind of how I've been envisioning it of, like, I feel like with these people, I can just, like, dive into this. Fears included. Right? Yeah. you know? a lot
0: to talk about them. It's um, interesting because... The way you're describing it, one of the biggest contrasts in my mind, especially when I started going to home births after doing only hospital births for a while, was how, like, the difference in verbiage at the hospital, at least the ones I've been to, people were saying, can I do this, can I do this, am I allowed to do this? And at your home, people kind of around you are like, do you mind if I do this? <laughs> you're, like, you're totally in the driver's seat. Which and you should people be you're birthing you, a
1: child. <laughs>
0: yeah, I would think so, too. Yeah. But actually, you know, I think that not everybody loves that. Some people are, want to have their doctors the way that, that they look at medicine as they want to have their mm-hmm. doctors make all the choices, tell them what to do, when to do it, what not to do it that's it. But you definitely don't seem like that person.
1: Definitely not.
2: You know, and for people who want agency, who want sovereignty, who want to know what their body can do, who want to be a participant in the experience, just by having ownership, your other hormones are going to start to quell, right? Like you're not going to have as much adrenaline and cortisol. Mm. You are going to have a lot more access to oxytocin and pleasure in the experience.
0: I'm going to do more stuff at home now. That sounds nice.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you really have a beautiful way of describing it.
2: Oh. Well, let's do some more births together. We can, I'm game. We can all dive in together. I would, yeah.
0: You know, I'll put on my tights and hang out with you as your superhero <laughs> sidekick anytime. <laughs> what about ribbing and tearing? That was the other thing that you mentioned. It's just um, like if fear. it
1: happens, it's terrifying. But, but
0: are there things that you can it. do to minimize that? water being water is the in water are there things you can do during pregnancy absolutely what although kind
2: of stuff? you know they used to say uh, like they used to call it perineal massage although mm-hmm. I wouldn't mm-hmm. really call it a massage um, perineal torture yeah it's awful and studies have shown that it's not that effective but what i have seen to be effective in my clients is a, a diet that's rich in lipids so oh, lots fatty of food, diet? healthy i am not going
0: to terror oh healthy fats sorry <laughs> <laughs> healthy
2: fats and actually using just olive oil on the perineum like you don't have to stretch it during
0: pregnancy it. To yeah to like if you're gonna that.
2: rub oil on your belly you may as well just like keep going south and yeah um, to Oceanside. side um, yeah <laughs> go down south <laughs> right
0: it's also kind of an ocean side mm-hmm.
2: yeah mm-hmm. um oh, that's good thank well, you your brain works really fast <laughs> i know
0: it's good stuff sometimes not when it counts but at least here yeah Perfect. So that's important.
1: What counts here?
0: Um, so olive oil, you say not really such I was thinking about that because sometimes I like to learn things from the animals. Not everything translates over, but I've never, you know, seen an elephant go up to their partner and start hoofing the baby. <laughs> you know, just mm. try to stretch it out a little bit before no. the 275-pound There's baby no comes. Prep there. no there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, but you have to imagine too. If you are in your space, listening to your body and pushing as you are instinctually being guided, right? Because yes. those sensations are your guide to show you where to push. Um, it's very different than a doctor who may have his or her hands inside of you and telling you push here, you know, coaching you and counting and barking. Numbers and, you know, like it's just. It's an
0: intense scene sometimes. Yeah. Coaching is a generous term for it. Sometimes it's coaching. Sometimes it's like, you know, like you said, drill sergeant. Yeah. Football practice.
2: And then again, that takes you out of your internal experience and it has you stepping into somebody else's world. Right. right.
0: And there's no way you can hear the little voice inside. There's so many people shouting and grabbing her legs and things. And
1: it smells different, and it looks different, and the lights are blaring at you, and it's just a different You don't like vibe. the spotlight on the crotch
0: situation? No. You're not going to have that at home installed? No. Hmm.
1: Not not this time around, anyway. Maybe next time. Yeah.
0: All right. I think my last question before we go to break is, is there a time, because you switched late in the game, is there a time, Alex, when it's like, ah, this time it's too late, maybe next time?
2: No. I don't think so. You know, I've had calls. Nine
0: centimeters? On. Just kidding. I mean, no.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: people switch light Because I think people sometimes at home listen to this thing, what you're saying. Listen to the, the journey that you've been on. And they might, like you, because we get feedback like this, they might, like you, be like, oh, wait a second. I didn't know I still had. You know, a choice. I'm like going back to the or horses. Just I'm on those horses. I
1: can do this. Like I can do this. My body can do this.
0: Yeah, but once they have that realization, you know, even though they may say, "I think I can do this, and I want to do this, and I want to be more present, and I want to feel it, and I want to be in the driver's seat," but is it too late for me to switch gears later in the pregnancy?
2: If one is black and the other is white, think about it this way, right? If I don't think I have a choice, that means I have no power. And the moment you wake up to the potential of having choice, then you have the power. It's just, it can happen in an instant.
0: Holy cow. I need to process that. We're going <laughs> to an take hour. a break. No, totally. I, that was deep, Alex.
2: Well, I have to say, like it's the thing that I want most for my clients is to realize they have the power. Even people that aren't my clients. Anybody listening to this podcast, really, obviously I'm not going to attend everybody's birth. But if you can just wake up (laughs) to the realization that you are the one that gets to choose. And it can happen the day before you go into labor. It could probably happen in labor. You can choose a different care provider because the one that you have originally chosen isn't supporting you.
0: Do you remember one time I was in the hospital? somebody and they put her on a 24 hour clock for some arbitrary reason and in the middle of labor she's like i'm not gonna do i'm not gonna do it i'm not gonna they really they wanted to augment her labor with drugs or do a c-section and it was like her fourth baby and she's like does anybody ever switch from like transfer in the middle of a birth from the hospital to home (laughs) i've been the other way around and i was like the only person i know crazy enough to even ask this question to is alex
2: And I said yes. And
0: I called you, and you're like, promise me she's not cray-cray, is what you (laughs) said. (laughs) And she just made it under the wire, or she was thinking about leaving mid-birth and switching to a home birth. So I guess you're right. It's never too late.
2: It's never too late.
0: All right. On that note, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, there's another twist, or maybe it's a turn. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. Before we jump into our final segment, I have a quick request. When you are done working out or driving, because that's when it seems everybody listens to the podcast, please take a second to give us a rating and leave some feedback in your podcast app. It goes a long way. And I figure if you're still listening, maybe you dig our podcast, or maybe you just dig our fascinating guests, Elena Meyer and Alexandra Evangeliti. Welcome back.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I kind of teased that there's been another twist in your plan. Uh, this one wasn't your choice. It was your baby's choice. What's it going was. on?
1: So he is breached. Is it breach or breach? Just breach. Just breach.
0: Breach kind of sounds more like beach, like a whale. Yeah.
1: yeah. He's a breached he's breach. He's Baby.
0: His presentation is not head down. No. And was that something that you knew about earlier on or is it a new development?
1: Well, he was head down month and a half ago two months ago and then he flipped to head up Mm -hmm. um did you feel it happen yes i was in bed and it felt like he stood up and like walked around and then laid back down and it was quite
0: an odd sensation what just happened yeah and then you went in and you did the ultrasound and boom
1: no i was just like i was laying in bed and i felt it happen and then i had an ultrasound the next day and then that she was like oh he's head up now and i was like cool
0: that's exactly what i said great but then you said no no i (laughs) wasn't listening to you sorry (laughs) you don't have to it's really about you um (laughs) so that wasn't really shocking to you Mm -mm. but then so towards the end of the pregnancy with breach what kind of options were presented to you
1: c-section for delivery for delivery and then they also suggested doing an inversion but you have to do the inversion in the hospital, version, probably Aversion. the medical thing where they try yes. to turn the
0: baby. Okay, yeah. no, I don't I, listen to her either. <laughs> ECV, no, no. I mean, it's a medical. You know, it hasn't come up in your world very often.
1: No, ECV, um,
0: external cephalic version, where they th- kind of through your belly. Yes, try to they try to turn
1: it manually on the outside, mm-hmm. and that's a procedure that my OB suggested doing in a hospital. Your with favorite place. A straw in my spine. A straw. Oh, she wanted to give me a
0: Oh, just place it? Yes. In case it turns into a quick cesarean? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well.
1: So that was a hard pass for me. You didn't like I was like, it. Eh, no. no.
0: But then also, you had already kind of come to the place where you were thinking not so much hospital OB needle birth, but then you're kind of like...
1: Well, I met with Patty before this appointment with my OB, and so when she was giving me her options, I want to hear everything that she has to say because she has been my doctor this whole pregnancy. But my decision was like, okay, I want to hear her options and stuff. And this was before I had met Alex. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't 100% like, I have a midwife, I'm good to go. And so I told her I didn't want to do an aversion and that I would think about the C-section and that we're all just going to hope miracles happen and that he just flips and Mm -hmm. we'll do a home birth and it'll be fine.
0: Well, he did flip like not so long before that this way. So they're. There's a chance, to back. Yeah. and,
1: you know, any way that it's supposed to happen, that's the way that it's supposed to happen. Have you been doing
0: things, that. like not the medical things, but other things? I've train... been
1: doing—I've been seeing you. I don't believe in that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing acupuncture. I've been going upside down. I've been doing yoga. But you don't like needles. No, but they're tiny, and my acupuncturist is a fairy godmother. Oh. So she's helpful. amazing. And acupuncture is— different for me it's like it's i have not tattoos oh yeah so i'm okay with these needles I thought that was
0: sharpie you did that with like a little sharpie marker that's what i like to do i <laughs> sharpie my
1: tattoos on daily it's <laughs> really fun
0: you're gonna run out of real estate if you do them daily true oh you just put them on and they wash off yeah doing, that's a sharpie because
1: i shower sometimes
0: yeah. sometimes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, it's more about medical needles, which are different, I think. Yeah. Getting
1: blood drawn, don't love it. No. Easy with this one. Oh, Alex draws your
0: blood and it's no problem?
1: That That was kind of goes to what you were
0: saying before.
1: Mm -hmm. It's a lot. Mellow. Yeah. We were like on the couch hanging out and she's like, I'm going to take your blood. And Mm. I even looked at it. It was the first time I watched someone take my blood and I was like, cool.
2: You want me to take yours? (gasps) Take it. I hate having
0: (laughs) my blood taken.
2: I love taking it.
0: You love taking it from I'll take
2: it from people. (laughs) (laughs) I'll
0: do that. You don't like having it taken from you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They're like buried in there. Ooh, gentle touch. She'll find
2: it. That's the idea, right? Uh, (laughs) Not when I go to
0: the phlebotostabber.
2: But that's the whole thing, right? Like the midwifery touch is a gentle touch. So then what happens when you're touched gently?
0: Can you you just do a phlebotomy service?
2: Sure. What do you need?
0: I don't know. Right now, I feel like if you take my blood pressure, it's going to be normal. I can stop taking my medication, although my son did just start driving back to you. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: That's a lot to unpack.
0: <laughs> so, you've been doing all this natural stuff. So, how does that affect your options for birth now? Because
1: Well, also, thanks to you, I found Stu Fishbine. Also having he... a podcast,
0: Dr. Stew's podcast.
1: Oh, cool. You Shout out. Know? Oh, yeah. No? Shout I don't know out.
0: these plug, things. plug. Yeah, why not? More Um, info is better.
1: Yeah, well, you linked me up with him. And I'm at this point in my head where, you know, if I have to do a C-section, I will, and that's fine. Or I'm going to do it at home, and it's going to be awesome. Like, whatever way it happens. Just
0: to be clear, you're not going to do the C-section at home. When you said do it at home, you mean either The birth. Do the
1: birth at home. So
0: I guess what we're saying is, You have a lot of options on the table. You can always have a cesarean birth if you want to, whether Mm -hmm. the baby's head up or head down. Yeah. But if the baby, it sounds like, is either way, right? So Dr. Stu Fishbein is an OBGYN who delivers babies uh, out of the hospital. And he also has years of experience with attending birth of breech babies. So... I don't think he does them for everybody, meaning not that he discriminates against people, but he looks for different signs yeah. of you know sure a good candidate, safe, yeah. yeah, a safe candidate for vaginal breach delivery versus not safe. Yeah. He appears on an excellent film that I spent years making called uh, Heads Up, The Disappearing Art of Vaginal Breach Delivery. And, Great uh, film. Oh, thank you very much. Yes. Uh, a lot of, if you have a bucket of popcorn and nothing to do with it, you can stream it from HeadsUp.com, I think. HeadsUpFilm.com. Anyway. to you so you have that option he met with you you met with him Yes, we
1: met and well before we met we talked on the phone for longer than I've talked to any doctor on the phone Mm. ever and that made me feel kind of secure in a sense before we even met because he was just like open book ask me questions talk to me about things and then we got on tangents of talking about stuff and things together and that was nice and then when I went in to meet him we looked because he also does the aversions, uh, version. Version. <laughs> yeah, you're cool. averse
0: to saying it, but it's version. Cool. Just ECG, external symbolic version. People yeah. always want to say breached and aversion. Yeah, yeah. but you it's can. You're easier. the mama. We just go with what you say.
1: Cool. I'm just. I'll be wrong over here in the corner. No, and I'll be fine with that. <laughs> you know what? If
0: you say it, it's right.
1: Well, he was looking to see if that would work, and he just suggested that it wasn't the best positioning to do that because my placenta is on the outside. Oh. Set him on the back. And so, but Shame on you. when he looked at everything else, he said it all looked good to do a home birth breach with him delivering with Alex.
0: Well, with you delivering, him sitting on the couch watching hockey. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've done breach. I've attended breach birth with him before. And it was a very, very calm, relaxed environment like home birth typically is. It seemed like regular birth, really.
2: Yeah.
1: Just butt first. Right,
0: which is how I came out. Really? Did you know that? I didn't Mm -hmm. tell you that. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Big butt. Vaginally? Thank you.
0: (laughs) 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 I feel good about myself. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, vaginal breech birth. I'm pretty sure in 1974 when I came out, breech, they took one look at me and they're like, okay, we're never doing that again. (laughs) And that's when it ended. So it's your fault. It's my fault. Got it. Yeah. But I don't think they cared. Like, they didn't They didn't really know. Uh, the ultrasound was around, but I guess my mother didn't have one. They didn't know I was breech. And then, yeah it wasn't,
2: And everything was fine. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't such an, an ordeal then, was it?
0: No. It's way different now.
2: Just because it's, it's a lost art, you know?
0: Yeah. I think so, the
2: documentary is an important
1: watch for anyone that's breech because it goes through all of the potential delivery situations and what can happen and whatnot and after watching that me my family my partner we all felt so much better after watching that because we felt informed and that's the best thing that you can have
0: and the goal with the film is to and the podcast is to give you information as fairly as I can get it you know balanced and then you just make choices there's choices that are going to be better for one person not good for another person pros and cons to everything risks and benefits to everything you kind of if you don't have the information it's hard to make an informed choice yeah With the information, you're in a better position to surround yourself with providers who are on the same page with you and, you know, teamwork, get it done.
2: The big issue, really, though, is that providers are not giving unskewed informed consent, right? Yes.
0: Right. But, I mean, there's a million reasons for that, I think. One of them is if you go to a car dealer and ask about their competitor's car, they're not going to tell you the greatest things about their competitor's car. So... I mean, there's a business angle to it. There's a liability angle to it. There's just a general feeling like everybody's a little different. They, I think oftentimes a doctor will give you the, what they would do literally genuinely for themselves and their family. But it may not be like what you want to do I mean, it's yeah. really to you. So that's why we made it. I'm glad that you have options. Me it's too. It's been such a kind of a wild ride already. Just your yeah. transformation from one to, you know. One twist quickly. and turn after Yeah, also. Another. Yeah, quickly. Yeah. So, in the end of the day, it sounds like you're leaning towards having the baby at home. hmm And uh, surrounding yourself with amazing people, Angel Alex and, uh, yes. if uh, necessary, Dr. Stu. Yep. Who else would be there?
1: Oh, my mom, Angel Human. Aww. My partner, of course. And then Podcast Patty. Podcast Patty yeah. as doula. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and then my friend Nicole and my cousin Katie and my sisters but I have one sister in New York so I doubt she'll make it for the actual labor
0: your pregnant sister is coming also other sister oh, okay. pregnant
1: sister yes she's, she's coming. definitely coming Checking she wants to be she wants to see it happen I think without it doing out. It first. Right. she's right. like hmm check it out, check <laughs>
0: out. she can really explore yeah. her options Definitely. Wow. I don't know, though, I guess. Because I, yeah, whatever, in the back of my head, I'm just thinking about this one particular best friend that went to a birth while she was pregnant. And it was a pretty good birth experience, but it still kind of left her emotional. And I'm not sure she fully processed that before she went to have her own baby. But everyone's different. Yeah. I think it's cool that she gets the opportunity to be in that really loving, nurturing environment with all those people you just mentioned and see what it's about.
1: I'm very excited.
0: All right. So, Alex, how do you get the home ready for home birth?
2: My kit came. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not like you have to, you know, completely redo a house to...
0: No contractor?
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to hire anybody. Um, It's actually quite simple. You know, there's a basic kit of disposable supplies that uh, most midwives have at various sites, so you order that. There's protecting the mattress, which, you know, I. if you like your mattress, you probably want to protect it because mm-hmm. uh, not only is birth a wet, juicy time, mm. but so is the postpartum. And then it's really just finding the spot, right? If if you're drawn to water birth, water birth is a great container for mm-hmm. the birth experience. And some of the wets. You can, you can keep the wets in the tub. Yeah. The, the wet wet. Yeah. yeah. It's contained. Yeah. Contain I, think, I think there's this like big fear that uh, home birth is going to be like a crime scene in your yeah. whichever room you choose, and it's really not like that. I think midwives, were really trained at how to keep it from looking like a crime scene, and we're like ninjas with Chuck's pads and towels. and That's Yeah, true. and Alex is very concerned about my rug. She's like... Ooh. I can't do it on this rug. No, the rug, rug is nice. Rug. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I got all the tarps. Yeah. We're, you know, and it, those tarps are cheap. And we the rug's aren't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 99-cent tarp versus getting your
1: rug cleaned.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And then we clean it up when we're done. So, like, people who are like, oh, I don't want to have to clean up after the birth. It uh, shouldn't be your problem. It should be our problem. So Right. it's part of the service.
0: It's not like eating at home. You know, people like to eat out because they don't have to, like, do dishes and stuff afterwards, or but, but it's not like eating at home and just throwing everything in the sink. It's like there are people there. It's like having a chef come and
1: yeah, it's catered experience. A it's catered, yeah. yeah, catered to you. Yes, yeah.
0: Mm. All right. So, is there anything you feel like you have to do before, like in the final moments, that's on your to do list?
1: I'm trying to go out as much as possible and see <laughs> all of my <laughs> friends before I'm in mama mode. Mm. So I've been doing all the things that I can do with the little energy that i do have
0: well your little energy is way bigger than my big energy
2: coffee helps
0: oh i gotta try that yeah <laughs> um
2: don't don't let her fool you it's the green juices i saw her fridge i know what's juice. going on in there yeah this is true that and the bone broth right uh-huh. i saw the supplements the yeah she's
0: you're she's, doing it right
2: she is doing it
1: right that's my mom she got me started on the bone broths you know the juices and everything health-wise
0: Oh, that's nice because I mean, it sounds like you're also gonna have this really nice postpartum nest. No yes. matter how the kid makes its way out,
1: yes. And I have fairy godmother Kelly oh on gosh. the team now,
0: also
2: Kelly oh. Rosenblum.
0: It's fairy godmother yeah. Kelly Rosenblum. More <laughs>
1: angels, ev- just angels yeah. everywhere. She walks in the room, and you're like, I'm just so calm all of a sudden. Oh my and goodness. like, I want to take a nap and cuddle you. Thank you. Yeah,
0: well, I'm excited.
1: Me too. I'm excited to see what happens.
2: Me too.
0: Totally. Um, I thank you for joining us. And I wonder if you'll come back.
1: Yeah, aftermath.
0: After the baby comes and share how it all went down. Love that. All right. Well, I'm sending you uh, very positive, juicy birth vibes. Thank you. And um, I really do. I right now feel this like pretty cool energy just vibing around you two. You three, Mm -hmm. I guess. Two and a half, two and three quarters, two and nine. nine Three
2: quarters. We're almost (laughs) there. We're
0: almost there. So where do we find you and your podcast, Alex?
2: My <laughs> website is alexevangeliti.com. You can also find me on my Instagram handle, at thevitalwoman, or check out my own podcast, Under the Hood Podcast.
0: I love that. And now I understand why The Vital was already taken when I try to get it on Instagram. <laughs> Not available. I'm so grateful to both of you for being here, and I look forward to seeing you on the other side. And I'm grateful to our listeners for listening to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. If you like our program, share us with your friends and check us out on Instagram at Dr. Berlin, D O C T O R B E R L I N.
2: I got a whole lot of questions for you. This kid's gonna test my...